Hello, everybody, and welcome in again to another episode of our pod here. Hopefully you can find something spiritually enlightening, something that you can reflect upon, and something that we can all uh, give some attention to. This week I wanted to talk about our senses, our five senses we have, and how these interact with the world and really interact with our spirituality when we really think about it. If we think about our senses throughout the day, we have uh, our sight, our taste, our hearing, our touch. We have all these senses here. Our smell. We we can use these senses if, if we're fortunate to have these senses in our life. If we're fortunate to have eyesight, we can look at the beautiful color of the sky or of nature around us. Or our hearing, we have the things that we hear on a daily basis. We're able to communicate with one another because we have good hearing. Our sense of smell, how important that is when we have that good, nice, home-cooked meal or that beautiful delicious apple pie that we smell when we walk in or maybe we're walking along a trail and the fresh air of nature we just take it in as we sniff it our taste of uh, when we taste things maybe it's that perfect meal that we have the chocolate cake or that apple pie again and then our sense of touch we can feel things we can feel each other the human touch or maybe it's just feeling the breeze at comes upon our face. These are beautiful senses that we have that we were given. Now, most of what we know about the world comes through these five senses, and it affects us either good or bad. And these senses can, unfortunately or unfortunately, however you look at it, can cause us to make decisions. Women out there, if you look at you see a nice dress, it looks amazing, right? You just have to buy it. It looks good. You try it on. It feels good, right? These senses can cause us to do these things. Or you men out there, you smell that nice, fresh, baked pie or those warm cookies. You just want it. It's hard to resist because you smell that. That sense of ours enhances our abilities in our mind, and they cause us to do things. Or maybe you hear a song on the radio that comes on. That comes on your playlist and next thing you know, you weren't expecting it to come on and it creates an emotion inside of you, either good or bad, because you heard it. And it can cause different emotions inside of us. So no doubt we appreciate our senses. If if one of those were gone, it would be definitely noticeable. If you've been without your sight for a period of time or for your life, it's I can imagine it's hard to live that way, especially at first. If you have all those five senses, and one of them is taken away, maybe you get a stuffy nose and you can't smell anything. Oh, it's so frustrating. Not only frustrating, but it's just hard to get through the day. You, you can't smell anything. It's just it's unpleasant. Well, think about the evil forces in the world. The devil. He will use all these senses that we have, all these natural senses we have against us. He can have us do wrong things that affect our senses and desires. And not just the evil forces, but think of the company of the world, the major companies of the of this market that we're in. They will play on all of our senses, 
our vision, our hearing, our touch, our smell, and cause us to give in. That's why marketing is so important. They cause us to hear things. Maybe it's a jingle and, they, and that gets stuck in our head. Or maybe it's a sense of touch uh, when we just feel a certain product in our hand. And probably the biggest one is our eyesight. If our eyesight, if we see, if we keep seeing it, keeps get thrown in front of us, we are going to probably want that product. It's all commercialism. So we know that companies and everybody preys on our senses. So what do we think the evil forces and evil spirits of the world are doing? They're smarter than us, more intelligent than any company out there. They're going to prey on our senses to cause us to invoke evil within us, to prey on our natural senses to cause us to possibly do things that we would not normally do. And it's been going on throughout all of history. It's nothing new. Uh, the book of Proverbs that talks about a young man and a strange woman and how she was able to affect this young man that caused him to take some false steps that ultimately led to his disaster. If we look at Proverbs chapter uh, 7, verses 7 and 8, it talks about how it says, I observe the naive ones, this is taken from the New World Translation. He said, I discern among the youth a young man lacking sense. He passed along the street near her corner, and he marched in the direction of her house. Well, whose house did he talk? What's this talking about here? Well, it was a woman of the night, a prostitute's house. He's a young man, so no he was probably lacking good motives. He made a decision to go to this place where he knew that he shouldn't, probably because he was morally and spiritually weak. What happened beyond that? Well, we could skip ahead to verse ten. His sense of eyesight came into play. Verse 10, it says, I saw a woman meet him dressed like a prostitute with a cunning heart. He saw her, his eyesight. And he saw her. That was the first thing he saw. He saw her. And what did he see? We saw she was dressed like a prostitute. So no doubt, probably something revealing. No doubt, probably something appealing to him as a young man with maybe the not so greatest intentions. Now his eyesight is taken into play. Now it's harder to turn away. Now he's looking upon this. That's not a good thing. It talks about in verse 11, she's loud and defiant. She never stays home. It's, it's going on in verse 12 as she's lurking around every corner. It's given some history of this woman and what she does. And notice what she does in verse 13. It says she grabs hold of him and gives him a kiss with a bold face. She says to him, continuing on to verse 14, she said, I had to offer communion sacrifices today. I paid my vows. That's why I came out to meet you, to look for you. And I found you. So, remember verse 13, she grabs him, appealing to his sense of touch. Now, there's been many, uh, there's been many, studies that have shown that a human touch from one human to another can invoke emotion, can invoke trust. She grabs him, she, she grabs him, gets a hold of him, kisses him. So now she's appealing to something, no doubt sexually, within this young man. He allowed her to kiss him. She was very straightforward. But then we have this sense of touch. And then in verse 14, he, uh, where is it at? Four, 14. He said, I had to offer communion sacrifices today. I paid my vows, appealing to a sense of taste 
sacrifice, the types of meat, all types of food that one would do at a communion sacrifice, wine. One could say, I have food at the house. Look, we had a communion. We had a nice lamb, grilled steaks, ribs. So she appealed to his sense of taste. Well, what happened next? Let's drop down to verse 17. Notice how she appealed to his sense of smell. She said, I have sprinkled my bed with myrrh, aloes, and cinnamon. <laughs> Whoa. She's given this man, not only she's given him a visual, but she's giving him a, um, appealing to a sense of smell. I know that it's so good. Now that bed must smell so good. Now these weren't any low-end items that she was talking about. These were high-end Sense. He could probably smell it within his own mind when she started speaking about it. it. Smelled good. She describes her bed. Just like when that apple pie is fresh out of the oven. Mm. You just take that smell in, paint the picture, now you want it. So she's appealing to all of his senses. And notice in verse 21, she's already been doing it, but she kind of hits the nail on the head with a sense of hearing. Verse 21. Well, let's look at verse 19. She says, My husband is not at home. He's gone to a distant journey. He took a bag of him, and he will not return until the day of the full moon. She misleads him with great persuasiveness. She seduces him with smooth speech. She appeals to his sense of hearing with smooth speech. All of us can own up to that. Sometimes a slick talker, maybe like a used car salesman type of individual, sells us a product that we don't need or we didn't want. That smooth speech, it gets us. Sounds we want it. And then a couple weeks go by, you think, why did I do that? Why do I want that? Well, one was really persuasive. And she's really persuasive. No doubt, she's not a person of God. She's not a spiritual individual. But she, by, his, by her smooth speech is what she's saying. She's seducing him. It's what he wants to hear. It's these things. And it appeals to him. And she got him hooked. What happened in verse, uh, let's read on verse 22. It says, suddenly he goes after her like a bull to water, like a fool to be put in the stocks. She got him hooked. Got the young man hooked. What's the result? Like a bull to slaughter. He has no idea what is about to happen. It's almost irresistible. All his good senses went out the window, so to speak. What should he have done? Well, if he paid attention to his morality and his spirituality as a person, this is what he should have done. If we go to verse uh, 24, he listened to the word of God or listened to his spiritual being. It says in verse 24, and now my son, listen to me. Pay attention to the words that I speak. Do not let your heart turn aside to her ways. Do not stray unto her paths. For she has caused many to fall down slain, and those she has killed are numerous. Now, maybe she killed people figuratively numerous. It doesn't really clarify. But no doubt, spiritually, morally, she killed these individuals, damaging their relationship with their creator. 
you have done like it says in verse 24 and 45, pay attention. See, his heart was involved. He was struggling with the wrong desires already, and he put himself in a situation that led him to danger. These evil forces around us are attacking us. These evil forces are preying upon us. Even though whatever your age might be, if you're a teenager, if you're in your 80s or 90s, still swing. Obviously, the later on we get in life, the more experience we gain, more wisdom, we'll do the things that we normally would do as we, as we, when we were children. But we're still being preyed upon by the evil spirits of the world. God understands. He knows the spirit, Satan, and the devil, and his forces are attacking us, preying upon us. Not that expensive. And, he, and he's using all of our senses to entice us and to take us in. God provides provisions. He gives us things to like my people to come together and encourage one another. Those are some goals as us. Whatever your spirituality, spiritual ground is, we have the Bible. We go to direct us and guide us. We have prayer. We can ask for his spirit and we can ask uh, for his help to allow us to not be enticed by these things. We have to try our best to make the best use of these provisions. See, the world, this this world, this these evil forces pulling out all the stops, trying to affect us by all our senses. I mean, if, if they can get our senses involved, they can get our emotions involved. And if they don't, they get our heart involved. And once our heart and our mind is involved... Our mind will be saying one thing, but a heart ain't another. Now we're playing a game of emotional tug of war. A lot of times, the heart is going to win. That's why the heart is so. Scriptures talk about being desperate and treacherous. We have to think with our mind. We have to think with our brain and coincide our brain or our mind to get them on the same page. But if the evil spirits can get our senses involved, then. Again, if your heart is involved, then it's harder and harder to turn away. Like, man, if you would have nipped it in the butt, if he just never would have went out that night and allowed his curiosity to get the best of him, then he would have been okay. So never let your heart turn aside from what is good. Never let your heart turn aside from what you know, what you know to be right. Continue on your spiritual practice, whatever that may be, whatever person you pray to, continue on in those spiritual practices. Continue on your meditation. However you meditate, when you meditate on God's Word, when you meditate on what the wonderful provisions that He provides for us all, for all humankind, no matter our background, no matter our upbringing, no matter what we're going through at this time. But we always have to keep our senses in check, just like we do with commercialism. Got to keep our senses in check because we know we can't have every product out there. It's just not feasible. And it's not going to bring us happiness anyway. So we have to be on guard with that. We definitely have to be on guard with the spirits that we cannot see, these evil spirits in the world, because they will prey on us. And they will win if we allow them to.